I'm recording a podcast. You guys want to do the theme song for John Carpenter? Wow! LIW John Carpenter Review, episode 17, Body Bags, 1993. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Adam Wilcox. Wow! Dick, dig it. I was hoping you just kept doing that for another 10 minutes. Wow! So, Adam, you chose Body Bags. Yes, sir. Explain. I chose it because it is an anthology show, which we also do another anthology show. We just ended one, cool. unfortunately. Uh, we just ended one. Uh, From hell. almost ended my life. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I, I saw this one. I I, uh, I like it. I, it's not one of his greatest, oh, but uh, I, I enjoy it. Uh, Boom. It is... Um, John Carpenter is basically taking the role of Crypt Keeper. So think of like uh, Tales from the Crypt meets, you know, uh, Black Sunday, any anthology movie you've ever seen. And he's doing his version of it. Three short stories, uh, two of them directed by John Carpenter, one directed by Toby Hooper uh, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Uh, What you have is uh, you also have a ton of... Guest actors, guest directors. Yeah, this movie should have been Cameo the movie. Is a lot of cameos. Um, the three short stories are... The, the the plot is basically John Carpenter is this ghoulish looking... Well, we think he's he's a mortician. There's uh, four stories. Too much right away. There are three, actually. Four. Uh, you got to include the morgue scenes as a, as a okay. Well, yeah. So the the morgue scenes. Yeah, the bookends. John, yeah, John. Yeah, John Carpenter is, is setting up the. He he's really doing the crib keeper thing. Like oh, he's totally yes. channeling crib keeper big time. Mm-hmm. Only right down to the ghoulish makeup. Only he made me laugh a couple times. The concept is the body bags that come into the morgue. Each body bag, which is brought in by the police. He says, those are the exciting ones. Each each body bag that comes in tells a story. So uh, this one, you're introduced to the corpse, and then you show the story. And then uh, one of them, I think, is pretty good. The other two are, eh, they're just kind of there. Uh, I, I did like uh, the first one. That, that, that was probably my favorite because it's a very simple story. It's definitely got the, the creep factor going on. It's, it's, it's kind of a... A thriller, more or less than than horror, but it's definitely horror because it's it's got the the gory thing going on. Oh yeah, we forgot the intro where the intro kind of made me laugh. Where he goes, yeah, you know what can I do? It's John Carpenter being John Carpenter. He's having a good time. Fucking hilarious. Uh, he's, the best, he's the best part of the whole movie. Oh, definitely. He's the best part of it, by far. Because uh, the worst would probably be Mark Hamill, for sure. No. We'll get to that eventually. I but, will uh, tell you, the worst is Stacey. Well, okay. Well, we'll yes. Just, just set up each? a general idea, and then we'll Do break it down. Do you want me to set up the general idea of the stories? Yeah, general idea of the stories of... The first, the first story, story the first involves story. a lady that's she's uh, in college. She's doing her first job working nights in a gas station, which is probably the most dangerous fucking job you could take. And she just runs into a cavalcade of creepy characters coming through the gas station. And horror directors. Uh, it all takes place in Haddonfield. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So this is inside John Carpenter's cinematic universe. 
right outside of Haddonfield, there happens to be a serial killer on the loose. Uh, and it's kind of told off screen over the radio a little bit as people are pulling up. It's uh, the second. The second one involves Stacy Keach, who's suffering from hair loss, and uh, he goes to a very sketchy uh, hair hair loss or hair restoration clinic. That David and Warner gets hair runs. down to his fucking ass. All right, he goes from being bald hair down to his ass. His girlfriend is also Sheena Easton, which I'm calling bullshit on that one. Right, and guys. the nurse, you know who the nurse was? You know who the nurse was Lucy Boyer. No, the yeah, nurse was. The girl. Uh, I thought it was Debbie, Debbie <clears throat> Harry. Debbie Harry. That's yeah, what it's Debbie Harry. Yeah, I, was, Debbie I, Harry. I looked, I looked over like and Debbie read Harry. the first yeah. female name I saw. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I figure you got IMD pulled up, so I'm not even going to bother. No, I was fucking with uh, the, the third story involves Mark Hamill as a baseball player who gets in an accident, loses his eye, gets an eye transplant, and shows and, his uh, ass. And it shows his bare naked asshole. Uh, yeah, we see that we see the taint of Mark Hamill, but but yeah, the the basis is he starts seeing things that that other eye has seen. It's it's showing images in his head. Jessica uh, Alba's movie does the same thing. The the <clears throat> eye that he had transplanted into himself is the eye of a serial killer. So okay, uh, yeah, I think that was That's based it. on a Clive Barker story. That's the basic setup of them. Too. So let's That's go in. Let's go in order. Let's start with. Oh, it's up to you, Adam. Do you want to do you want to do go in order, or do you want to kind of no, go, go in order? Yeah, go. Let's just go in order. I was gonna say, do you want to do like your things, your yeah. least favorite to your favorite? No, go okay, go in let's order. Go in order. Of when, of when we uh, the the movies in. So, so, so go from. The... Let's start with the morgue, because that's the first thing okay. we see, and that's that's its own story. Yeah. It's you know it's it's the it's what like you said the bookends, Dick. But it's more of the, it ties everything together. It's basically and it's really quick to talk about. So let's just get that out of the way. It's just John Carpenter. Having a fucking ball, and yeah. I loved watching him as this 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 role. And no makeup yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> it's just him after he smokes a lot of John, cigarettes. That's what John Carver looks like today. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like now. That's what's funny. Yeah, looks about like this. Yeah, yeah. I, that's not. He far does off. look oddly like that, doesn't? It? This is like foreshadowing of how he would turn yeah. out. Because there's him in body bags, and here is him now. Let's one second. I'm gonna remove us. Yeah, not far off. Not far off. <laughs> not no. far off. So, all right. Um, yeah. He he's a uh, he's basically the setup, or he's the mortician. He's looking at the bodies, and he's like, oh, oh, natural causes, natural causes. He he opens one body up. He's like, ah, oh, pulls out the guts, you know, parts of it, and he's like, natural causes. Looking through them all, and then he pulls out one of them, and there's giant silicone titties and it that open. was fucking funny that was really fucking funny the, he tries to pull a big booby bitch out of the fucking morgue and she's stuck because the boobies are so big it doesn't come under the fucking lip he's like, that's funny he's that's like, funny shit he's like, like these that. freezers were made before uh fake titties and he tries to he pulls another one it's a it's a woman's body with a man head or man body with a woman head the next one is a female body with a man head and he's like must be a lover's quarrel. Make some kiss. That part was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's somehow way more funnier than the Crypt Keeper. Yes. He uh, made so me laugh because it's John yeah. fucking Carpenter. The man has it's charisma in a weird way. John Carpenter. Yeah. He's not pretending to be something. He's just like, I'll yeah. do it. Fuck it. Whatever. Let's just do it. He's hamming it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is great. And then he opens up. Mm-hmm. He finds a body bag and he's like, these ones are always murders. And this one's found out by an old dark highway. Camera pulls down. And then the first story is the gas station. 
And Which is my favorite of the three. I, I, I yeah, thought this one was definitely. It, it, we, we've mentioned this on John Carper many times. He's best when he takes a simple story and just goes with it. You know, just, just doesn't try to overcomplicate it. My problem you with know. this is it's the best one, clearly, and it's the shortest. Yeah, that's I, the unfortunate thing. Yes, because, yeah, we'll talk about hair when we get there, but holy shit. <laughs> I, the only thing I remember from this movie, because I have seen the hair, I've seen hair before, and that's what I remember from the movie, so I judged it off that, and I was like, this fucking movie, oh god, here we go. And it turns out I was wrong, but I was right about hair. Well, hair, I, I, I rewatched it again, hair, and I, because I, I had seen this a long time ago, and I remember hair being the weakest one, it was very good. But I was watching Stacy Keach in his performance, and it actually elevated it for me because Stacy oh, Keach is having a good I'm time. I'm glad with you it. brought that up because I like I had said that my the one I liked the least was the Mark Hamill one. Although the Mark Hamill one has the most interesting story, no. Mark Hamill lowers it. Stacy Keach takes the least interesting story, <laughs> elevates it. Yeah, he's, he's st- giving it his it, all, man. His look at the end of that episode where he just like. Yeah, he's <laughs> so depressed. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, it's so funny. Gas station. It's like he just is. watched yeah. Chiller. He just watched this episode. Yeah, that's how we looked after Chiller. I was just yeah, thinking that's that. what it was. That's so. exactly how I felt. David Warner. Yeah. I was in an episode of Chiller once. It was horrible, Stacy. Oh God. Let's see if this name is too long for this. Oh no, we're good. Okay. But if it wasn't for <laughs> this movie. Stacy Keach would not have been in Escape from L.A. There you go. Okay, well, let's talk about the gas station though. Um, there's a there's a caval- like I said a cavalcade of directors show up because Wes when she, Craven she she gets there and she takes over the booth and the guy's like she she says her name I don't know what it was but and he goes who she's like the new girl he's like ah okay brings her into the booth and he's like well this is the TV it gets three channels and this is the these are the keys the the round ones for the public restroom. That was Carradine giving yeah. her the tour, right? Yeah. Carradine and then uh and you can tell something's weird about him but that's all you're thinking about. And it's one of those episodes you watch and then if you're thinking about it or if you rewatch it I I rewatched this again today. Um and it's nice because you see there's there's clues the entire time. Yes, like because it's going out of its way to tell you what's happening. Yeah, he's a gas station attendant, and he take he gives her the job, gives her the keys, and he's like, "All right, I feel bad leaving you out here." And he's he's fucking weird. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get out of here," and he leaves, and she's alone. But she's wearing a, a, a gas station attendant uniform that says a different name on it, and that's a major clue. That itself mm-hmm. is a clue. You just don't realize it. So they just take whoever's uniform is there, but. She gets left alone. Uh, the first customer is Wes Craven. <laughs> asking for a pack of cigarettes like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Looking yeah, really creepy. Yeah, just you want to go to Giving her the fucking hairy eyeball. It's, it's really great. I have some I have some, some whiskey in my car. You want to drink it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I God. get to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does a great job. He's only in a couple minutes, but sells it. And then she goes outside to help because Jason, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Jason. Yeah, Peter Jason shows up in a convertible with a with a man dressed like a woman i guess that's what i thought it was too until i saw the close-up I'm like oh it's just that's, that's unfortunate that's looking woman do. okay gotcha yeah, yeah he clearly picked her up at the at the hookers convention or something she picked her up at the other gas station down the street oh god 
Then, they just, they're just touring gas stations for the night. Yeah, she has to leave the booth to go help her figure out how to lift the fucking handle on those old pumps. You had to, you remove the pump and you flip the handle over. That's yeah. how you had to work them, but apparently this girl's too ditzy to know that. Don't they still have those out by where you live? Not me. <laughs> Maybe Dick. On the side of the road on the way no. to where you live? Probably. Our gas, our gas is all up to date at $5 a gallon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Four four something four forty four thirty. When I was in Hawaii, I, uh, I was looking at my phone. I kept seeing the gas gas shortage going on, and then I got back here and nothing nothing different. I actually used my cell phone today to pay for gas. It's the first fucking time I've ever done. I felt like I was Buck Rogers today. I, I I went to Sam's and I had to pull up the card, scan the little QR code, type my shit into the phone, hit that, and fucking email my receipt. And I'm like, this is pretty fucking great. I'd rather feel like Buck Rogers than Buck Flowers. Because he shows up yeah, in the episode next. Yeah, he shows next. up. Buck Flowers is in this. Yes. Yeah. So he, she helps her, and then she turns around, and she's looking at him, and Buck Flowers is like, I need the bathroom key. <laughs> I got a shit. Uh, I'm, I'm Buck Flowers. I'm professional hobo homeless. here to do a, a horror movie by John Carpenter. Yeah. I'm in every movie as a homeless man. I need a key. He's crazy junk drivers. <laughs> yeah. Crazy John Carpenters. I need to be a homeless man in everything. Oh, then, well, he was in They Live, don't forget. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was a homeless man, and then he was a rich asshole. Yeah, he was a rich, a rich Republican asshole in They Live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she locked herself out of the room, so she has to go into the other office to grab the keys. That's where they give another major spoiler, because she pulls up the picture frame and she dropped, and it's Sam Raimi. says Bill on his, on his name. That's really quick. You don't notice it. And then she goes and gets the keys and goes back in there, gives him the bathroom key. He goes in there. And then, oh, sorry. No, actually, that's before uh, Peter I Jackson shows Sam up. I think Sam Raimi dies in every cameo he has ever made. This is <laughs> our, th- so two out of the last three days, Dick and I and have actually, talked about something that Sam Raimi died in. And I saw more because I watched Miller's Crossing by myself. Oh, yeah. And Sam Raimi is in that getting shot and dead in Miller's Crossing. When... He's the cop who starts shooting at the shoots the guy with the gun, and also he has two guns. And he starts shooting, okay, and then the machine comes. He goes, ah, he gets shot up, he gets killed. Miller's and Crossing. If, if is Sam so Raimi's great. busy that day. They call up Ted Raimi. Yeah, he fills in. Ted, Ted Raimi. Yes, yes. And then Ivan Raimi's when you're really desperate. Ted Raimi is a much better actor. Ted, Ted Raimi did great. a wonderful job playing that old lady in the fucking. Uh, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Fucking he was great in Dark Man. That. Oh, man. Dark Man's Dark great. Man. Dark I told you everything I know. Oh, I yeah. know you did. I know. But let's pretend you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ventilate So then, uh, so Buck Flowers going there. And then, then the couple comes in. I got the order wrong. But they Peter come Jason up. Comes yeah, in. Peter Jason. Yeah. And she asks him to go in there to check on him. He does. And he's like, he's passed out. Don't even worry about him. I left the key on him, though. Hope you don't mind. Bye. They fuck off. A handsome guy calls up, calls up, ironically, from an episode or a movie we watched in the last episode, American War from London. The main character from that is it's in like this fucking thing. David Nottingham's David, not in a lot of stuff. Yeah. No. So it's kind of odd to see him show up. It's, this it's weird, too, because everything I've ever seen him in, he's doing a great job. I'm like, why did he not get more sh- parts and stuff? I don't know why. He must he's be good. just. Yeah. Independently wealthy or something. Yeah, a really shitty agent. I don't know. He's yeah. maybe that Dr. Pepper check just paid really well and he didn't have to. Ever I guess. Him, He's know. unnecessarily good in American War from London. And in this fucking solid. He's only in a he couple really minutes. Sold it, man. Yeah. He ends up being 
I thought the I mean, thing was going to be when I was watching this. I thought it was going to be that all these weirdos are are weird, so she's acting you know standoffish, and then he invites her out too, and he's like, "I'll be at this bar if you ever want to catch a drink." She's like, "Yeah, yeah." I thought he was going to be the killer. I thought he was going to be the killer. I did so too. Yeah, I mean, this this woman is clearly playing Russian roulette, but what I thought the twist was going to be is that she was going to be the serial killer, because they never oh, reveal no. who the serial killer is, but the, the thing that's so fun about this well, is yeah, they do. every asshole that comes <laughs> into this gas station could be a potential serial killer. Yes, because they're all so Everybody. creepy. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, creepy or like, weird, and then this um, David Naughton's the only normal guy, so I thought he was going to end up being the serial killer. That's what I expected. So David Naughton is not an actor, he's a musician. And he did a disco song in 1979 called Making It, which was used in the comedy film Meatballs 1979 that same year. So he's also So he's a musician, not just not an actor. That's good. Okay, so he, he's, he's kind of like the guy that played Scorpio in uh, Dirty Harry. He doesn't really do movies, is what you're saying. Hey, okay. we also watched something recently with him. What the fuck was it? Oh, uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, what was it? Well, that guy actually teaches acting. but he He's a good really actor, like, though, but he, he was not like good in the Twilight Zone. No. Uh, yeah, but the, the guy from American Wolf, David Naughton, is really good in this, and he's only in a yes, couple minutes, is. and yeah. fucking solid dude. I, yeah, it makes you wonder, he's like, in this too. why yeah, aren't you in everything? The, the, the few minutes that he's in there, it makes it work, so... But yeah, so the, yeah, this woman is, is definitely dancing with danger the whole night. It's, it's every creepy character you've ever seen in any creepy barely lit place desolate out in the middle of nowhere ever which which really elevates the tension i think they did a good job with this it's like there's no normal people coming through this fucking gas station at all everybody's a fucking sight i mean you got Wes craven creeping around at night walking up there to buy one pack of cigarettes and you know eyeballing this lady you know so well i got some good news and bad news david naughton was in a little movie called Mm. sharknado 5 and he also was in Fallout 4 video game. He's uh, a voice on that. Who's the, who's the voice? Uh, it says here it's Fallout 4 Traveler voice. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's just one of those people that sell stuff. Okay. Can I say this now? Because I was bitching about it when I was watching it and you guys were in the chat. Do not watch this on Peacock. It is not. Right. I, I'm going to message Peacock after this and say you need to fix this because the music is like, yeah, is all you hear. And then the vocal, the voices so are like, the audio is all fucked up. Yeah. Cause I was watching this and I, I own a copy of this movie. Yeah. So I was watching my, it's own fine. Copy and right. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's fine. No, I said it's only Peacock because it's like, and then you hear like, we're going to go to the gas station. And I'm like, Oh God, I can't. What? Yeah. They, they must have like the original 2.0 audio. It was from the fucking awful, or something. and yeah. none of it. It's, the sound mixing is all fucked up. It doesn't sound like they well, mixed Jesus. it. Jesus, what do you want for free, Phoenix? You want fucking 5.1 surrounds? <laughs> it's not free, Peacock. You have to have a cable subscription to get it. No, oh, it's well, but Peacock. No, you can you can pay four dollars for it or yeah. ten dollars for it, something like that. Yeah. So if you I, pay four dollars for it, do they give you good sound on the movies? No, <laughs> they give you shit. Yeah, that's what they that's, trying to. It, Trying to uh, uh, trick you into paying a subscription, or else you get the bad audio. No, it's, you want the it's, good audio they, that's going to cost you. They, they put out a movie that does not have the correct sound on it, and I'm going to let them know. I'm not going to be like, fuck you. I'm going to be like, hey, just so you know, Body Bag sounds like dog shit. It sounds so, horrible. I kind of want to play you a little bit here, if I could pull it up. 
So John Carpenter had to spend three hours in makeup to make him look like John Carpenter. <laughs> of, of the future. <laughs> they had to age him to his current age. <laughs> it's it's so bad on Peacock. So this was I can't get made over that. for a this was made as a pilot episode for a proposed anthology series to air on Showtime, yeah. but it got yeah. canceled. Because I remember his, watching his this first, on his first Showtime with Showtime. Yeah, yeah. This is I remember that's when I first saw it when it premiered originally, and it was on All Showtime. Right. Uh, this is prior to cigarette burns. So the uh, buxom woman in the morgue was provided by Ron Jeremy. I looked at who that was on trial for like 165 sexual assault. Uh, allegations. I looked at that again the second time I watched it, and I was like, "None of those are Ron Jeremy. No, it's not, it's not true." No, it's, it says provided by Ron Jeremy. What does that mean? He gave him a fake he, he, silicone he body. Brought her, he okay. brought her over. Okay, maybe that's true then. <laughs> I found this chick's got big old titties. You want to you want to use he, her? He's gonna be he's gonna be sued for every porno he was ever in. It's, it's, I'm trying to Peter watch Peter Jason Peacock. drove his own car in the segment, the gas station. Yeah. 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 I, I believe it. I read that one too. Yeah. Okay. So, Adam, continue with the story while I pull up body bags on Peacock, if you could. So, all this time, and in, in, uh, Phoenix kind of alluded to this too. It's like, it's like you clearly see Sam Raimi, and uh, it, it's, it's an employee. What is it? It's an employee of the month picture. Okay. And it's, it's Sam Raimi. Wearing his uniform with his big fucking giant name tag that still says Bill. So, uh, to cut to the chase, um, we find out that the guy that was showing this girl how to operate the gas station actually is the serial killer who killed Bill earlier, stashed his fucking body in a locker, stole his fucking uniform, and has been moonlighting as Bill for the entire night in a gas station, which... Thought was kind of clever. All right. Um, yeah. It get a little bit of cat and mouse, but I, not too much of it. I'm almost never caught off guard. That caught me off guard. I was it like, was, oh was shit. Well, yeah. yeah it, it was set up well, and there, there's just enough tension that when these two start uh, quarreling, you know, uh, I genuinely enjoyed it because I probably would have been pissed if she was the serial killer because it would have been too fucking obvious. But uh, I, I, I like that the first guy that, that we see in the show. Actually, was the serial killer the whole time. I like stuff like that. Uh, we, we get a little bit of cat and mouse for a while. It's actually pretty good, cat and mouse. It is very um, Halloween, though. I like the fact that this entire episode is shot in one location. It's just the front oh, yeah. and the inside of a gas station. That's you know they had to no... build that gas station too. Yeah, they built it. I was I at, you know earlier I was because I, I watched this movie on Sunday or Monday, so I was like I have time, and I, I watched like a bunch of documentaries that are on the DVD. The Blu-ray, and it was John Carpenter talking about how they had to build this thing, and it was also he was David. talking about they had to build this gas, and they also talked about that a little bit on the Christine commentary because in Christine they were able to blow up an original gas station that was going to be set set for demolition anyway, so they were allowed to blow up a real fucking gas station, and the explosion was a lot bigger than anybody had anticipated, so. That real life explosion, Christine. They blew up a fucking gas station. Those are always the they best. They were able dunks. to do that cheaper than build the fucking gas station for body bags. He did. He did mention that, but he's like, "Yeah, well, that's how Hollywood works." The fuck, you know. So yeah. But either way, yeah, the setting is great. I love the fact that it's. It sounds like a, it would be a complaint because they, she goes into eventually she finds Buck Flowers dead in a truck on like a car lift in the mechanic shop. And then she goes back into the gas station booth. He chases her into the other room. 
And uh, she hits him with a... What the fuck did she hit him with? I don't even remember. I thought it was a shovel. No, it was like a... I don't fucking remember what it was. She hits him with something, and he like falls back, and it fucks him up. He goes, oh, she hit him with the fucking the big key. They had the key with the the uh, giant board on it that, for the bathroom. The bathroom. No, she key. hit him with something else. It was something like in the back of the Maybe. gas station. Well, oh. I don't know why I can't fucking remember. I just let me it find yesterday. out. Yeah, I, I just watched it twice. <laughs> I don't remember. Because <laughs> they 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 got a, a a nice little scene in the garage there where they're just fighting with all kinds of shit. Um, Alright, here it is. Let's share screens now. Little step, little step stool. Okay. You a little, little fa- that was the step stool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I caught it. But it's like it's, metal, so he gets fucked up for real. Like, it's <laughs> awful. And he's like, so much so that when he chases her out, he like wakes back up and chases her outside and he just goes, she like goes, eh. And he goes, eh, and just falls over again. Because yeah. he's so fucked up from that. Loved it. <clears throat> Let me play you a clip here on my phone from Peacock, if I could. I'm trying to find some audio or dialogue. I should just play the John Carpenter parts. Let me rewind. I wonder if it's going to play the same on my phone. Here, okay, here's some dialogue. Come on. Suspense. This is, yeah, I'm, talk about it if you guys will. Suspense. Okay. So what are you doing? Trying to play the. He wants to show show everybody the audio he had to suffer through. Can't find any dialogue. I don't think it's going to translate well from your cell phone. No, it's not. But so the the mix is is fucked up. The music is overbearing, yeah. and I'm like, I can't yeah. hear the dialogue. Like, I had closed caption on because I always do. No, That's I the only time. You, my, oh, my sorry. copy does not do that at all. Um, yeah, no, it's listened to it on multiple headphones now. Um, but yeah, so the uh, she finally does dispatch this guy by shoving him under the car jack, um, which uh, I've never. I, th- I thought it was pretty hilarious. They exaggerated the uh, the car comes downtown. And he just shoots blood out of his fucking neck like a fire hose. That's uh, great. I always well, like shit like that. Here's you know? my question, Adam. Did you watch the deleted scene from that on the on the Blu-ray? I don't have the Blu-ray. I have the digital copy. Oh, okay. Watch. Yeah, there's a deleted yeah, scene of his it. death that is fucking scene. gruesome. It's is on, it really? It's oh, on YouTube. It, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll Eventually, share. I will score this on on Blu-ray. This is one of the ones that I I picked it up on sale. It was digital, and and uh, I actually it was a blind buy. I'm like, oh, John Carpenter, and it's an anthology show buy add to cart and then okay. i watch it and i'm like well that's actually pretty good why have i never seen that before and now i know why it was a made for showtime movie it was a 49 second deleted scene here where i never had showtime see he crawls beneath the car which we don't see we were a cinemax house there you go. <laughs> there well, look how gruesome it is in the yeah. original <laughs> this is oh, all you see wow, yeah <laughs> that's okay. all you see in the actual movie but anyway, that that's it's not much, but it's it's fucking gruesome what they don't show. 
yeah, she's beating the shit out. He's beating the shit out of her, trying to chase her, and then chases him back into the that room. Uh, David Naughton shows back up, who tries to fight him off and gets immediately defeated and falls to the ground. He randomly. I don't think there is a single actor or anybody in this movie that hasn't been in something or attached to some kind of horror. Movie. And the, even the guy that plays Bill, I recognize him from somewhere too. I don't know exactly where, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, the. He gets trapped below the car, the hydraulics, and she lowers it on him. He explodes of blood. But I love the the leading up to that. He's very Michael Myers, where he's like constantly getting up in the background yeah. and like walking yeah. toward her. But it's like a comedy version of that because it's making it's something right. like him making it's like fun a of Halloween. on his own shit. Yeah. yeah, loved it. And then he he dies, and then the guy David Naughton just goes, "Forgot my credit card." Because earlier he paid for gas and didn't for his card. So that's the other thing I want to mention is that everything that's set up in this is paid off. Right down to him leaving the credit card is ultimately what saved her life. Because he came back for the credit card, found him in the middle of a a tussle, you know, and was able to save the girl. It was great. And And actually, it was was a good time. Now that I think about it, that's why she got locked out in the first place. Uh, Because she chases him down and goes, your credit card! And then she gets locked out. So yes, and then they set up the bill thing in the in the photo because he's employee of the month, and it yeah. says it on the frame. Great. It was Sam Raimi was it? Yeah. But then they do a clever thing where the second time they show the bill photo, when uh when fake Bill stands up and answers the phone, the bill thing is blocked oh, by like a little lamp, from. like it's blocked. Revenge you don't, of the nerds. You don't okay. see it. Yeah. But yeah, Robert yeah, Carradine, okay. and is great in this. He he he's having he so much fun. Yeah. He's having a ball. Yeah. And, and that's okay. the, the best part of this episode is just, it's both, you know, if you're in the scary stuff, this is the scariest episode and a scariest segment in the, in the movie and the, and the most fun. It's both. Yeah. It doesn't take itself it's seriously. It's paced perfectly. It's yeah. got setups and payoffs. <clears throat> it, it's not overly complicated. It's fun to watch. It's, it's tense at times. It's funny at times. It is a good time. And I was like, oh, I'm wrong about this movie. Okay, let's watch this. And then hair starts. Now, hair wasn't as bad as I remembered. It, it grew on me the second time I watched it because, again, Stacey Keats kind of elevates it. Just like hair. Because it's pretty funny. It's, it's funny. The guy, he, just, he can't deal with the fact that he's losing hair. And he's got a nice hot girlfriend. It's like he won't let this hair thing yeah, go. Yeah, she and who I had a fucking big-time crush on now, in the 80s. My problem with the, the episode part- is... It goes on way too long it, before he long before he goes to David Warner. Yeah, it's a long setup. They set up David Warner Dude. like minute three of this thing, and he doesn't go there till yeah. minute twenty seven. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> go there! He yeah. has to go through all of the the long obnoxious setups of trying different things before he finally goes to to David Warner. Uh, so he does the thing where he paints his head. He yeah. does the thing with the toupee. <laughs> He does a really bad comb over, and he does. He goes to a, a hairdresser and gets an even worse comb over. Well, now the hairdresser, like a Trump haircut. The, the hairdresser did the best he could do, and he looked all right. But there's that scene where he's he looked like at flock of seagulls, dude. He looks like he, he looks like everybody, and he sees Greg Nicotero with his long hair, which made me laugh because yeah. it was Greg Nicotero, <laughs> Cameron yeah. with his long hair, with a dog with long hair. That was funny. It was funny. The dog gags. with long hair. Yeah. There's some funny it, sight gags in there. So like, I was like, okay, this was funnier than I remember. Uh, Stacy Keach is definitely invested in this. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. fucking trying here. Uh, and the, and those CGI this. alien follicles 
the worst I've ever seen. The yeah. the alien follicles looked f- great compared to the finger. Yeah, that was like Monty Python yeah. level of of CGI. It was bad, yeah. <laughs> the foot, like it, it was like, like, like a cartoon. It looked yeah. horrible. Yeah. Yeah, like, you could tell they made a giant foam finger and then threw some CGI worms on top of it. It was so bad. But I remember watching this one and only this one. Hmm. And it turns out I like two-thirds of this movie. Just this is the one I fucking hate. Well, it's, it's way better than Hail to Pay. Mm. That's a Tales from the Crypt yes. episode, which is the fucking worst. I remember, I remember that as well. Hail to Pay is the worst piece of shit garbage and you talk about a, like a throwaway to the '50s comedy, you know, comedy element, over the top comedy. That's hell to pay. Hell to pay will piss you off. It's bad. It is I, really I remember bad. that as well. Uh, yeah. That one has a little like, like uh, uh, Adam's family, uh, yeah, yeah, cousin yeah. it's, it's like goofy, like scurrying it's along the floor, stupid. Yeah, that one I remember so from Tales from the Crypt. This one, when he finally goes to. Uh, Warner, uh, David Warner. Uh, come to find out, David Warner is actually an alien. Okay, yes. uh, Debbie Harry is actually an alien. They're probably aliens in real life, for all we know. I um, wouldn't doubt but, it. Uh, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, Hollywood elites. <clears throat> but uh, they, David Warner, Hollywood elite. He's, he's gonna be, no, he's actual he, he, life. He's going to be so excited head. that you said that. <laughs> the hair follicles are actually uh, feast on your brains. Yes. So, yes. Uh, if if you have, you'll have a long full, and, and you get to choose your hairstyle. So Stacy Keach, we're kind of jumping right to the ending, aren't we? Okay, hairstyle that goes right down to his fucking asshole. You know, and, and well, that made me laugh picks, too. He picks that one out he of everything else. He picks the weird, like, the, the most ridiculous hair he could. Pick he he wants the it. most exaggerated, like, look, I have hair haircut you could possibly fucking find. He remind me of that guy from uh, the Crow, the the one that's the the head bad guy. Uh, I can't yeah, the, oh, the uh, guy with the rasp. You fought a good fight. But, that guy's uh, cool, man. He's he's he was in uh he was in Westworld. He played the old I, cowboy in Westworld. I used to know his name. I fucking forget it. Adam, don't he was come. An alien resurrection. Yeah, don't, don't come, Adam. Cool ass voice, but. So you guys jump right to the end of this episode. Michael uh, Wincott. Well, yeah. There's not really a, much, a whole lot going on other than he's he's constantly trying to cover up his baldness, and she doesn't think it's a big deal, but he's obviously really bothered by it. And the funny part oh, is when he does the, the spray, he sprays it on his shampoo. fucking head. Yeah. She kisses him, and she gets fucking all that brown shit all over her he face. Laughs at yeah, he laughs at her. Can you skip to that scene? Because that was. I want to show this because. My oh, okay. one of my only I only have four notes in this entire episode, but why is David Warner's commercial shot from the chin up? He's like, like his watch. Here it comes in a second after the chia thing. It'll show David Warner here in a second. Let me pause it so we don't get shot off. And yeah. we continue. All right. Um, but look at this. What kind of commercial is this? It's a Skype commercial. What the it's fuck a, is it's this? It's a made-for-TV, late-at-night, shot by some asshole with a camera for $2,500 commercial. Is what yeah. It it's, a, it's a Better Call Saul commercial is what it is. He reminds Saul me of Ray, Lo- Le- uh, Ray Liotta in uh, Hannibal here. Look at his head. <laughs> it looks like that bad CG where he has his brain showing. Yeah. <laughs> like... That... That scene's funny though, because that shit does look really fucking ridiculous. It, like they they got the light where it's like really reflecting the shine of it and shit. Uh, please kiss his head. 
Yeah. Yes, right. I know. Hold on. There he is. There, there right he is. Right there. Right there. She's got the shit on her face. Yeah. <laughs> but I love his desperate attempts to cover up his hair. And then I watched the yeah. doc, uh, the interview with Stacy Keach, and he's like, he was talking about how, yeah, I was a young actor. I was losing my hair like at 20. And my mother was like, you have to start wearing a wig. Wear this thing to, to get some rolls. And then I wouldn't wear it. And she goes, fine, I'll pay for the hair plugs. So he went and got hair plugs one time. And uh, she paid for it, and he said never again. And he stopped doing yeah. it. And he's like, I'll just let it go. Stacy Keach is Did one of my favorite actors. I don't said that, you? My favorite hairstyle of his though is the one that he did for uh, Class of 1999. The white hair, the fucking white white hair, <laughs> yeah. the white fucking mullet, and the glowy white eyes. That that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, but he's in Titus, American History X. I, I fucking love the guy, and yeah. To watch him in this. All um, the Cheech and Chong movies. And I completely agree with Dick. He is the only salvation in this in this entire story. Yeah. Because other than this, it other than him, there's nothing going on here. He really carries it. It just shows you the person that Stacey Keach is a solid actor. He's a but I also solid agree actor. with you that this did not need to be as long as it no, like No, no. You could have chopped about 15 minutes, minutes easy. Yeah, 15 minutes yeah. easy. Well, let me do an actual timeline here because it starts, um, let's see, the, okay, right here. 25 minutes into the movie, it starts. He doesn't go see David Warner until uh, right here. So, 36 minutes. So, nine minutes. That's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that is a long time to watch him. Just There's not yeah. a whole lot going on. It's just Open him trying yeah. different hair things for nine minutes. It is way too long. Yeah. But then he goes and sees the nurse. And here, I'll show a little clip here. Deborah Harry. And even after the reveal, it kind of drags out longer than it needs to also. It does, yeah. He's too old to be worried about hair like this. Yeah. He's already 56 yeah. Yeah. or something here. So d- why do you care it, if it you're bald It needed to be not? somebody that was like in their 30s or 40s yes. that was going bald too soon, you know? Yes. It needed to be uh, whatever Skarsgård that dated G- Maggie Gyllenhaal. That guy did it was aging at like 21. His bald, yeah, that dude. What, what's his Harris name? from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Peter, Peter Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård, yeah. In Garden State. Yes, exactly. It needed to be someone a lot younger, but I'm glad it wasn't because I love Stacey Keach. So it was the only thing I enjoyed in the entire episode. And she is flirting up a fucking storm when he's trying to get a new hair. She's like, yes, a lot of hair. Yeah, I can see well, that. She's a Debbie Harry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Debbie Harry's a whore. She's, she's coming over his new hair ideas. Yeah. Just loving it. And then... Uh, she likes doing the anthology movies. She was in uh, Tales from the... Uh, Dark Side, the movie. Well, no, I think this was... Um, these movies always make me laugh because it's like they're all 80s stock actor, actors and personalities in the 80s. Their SAG health benefits must have went up that year and they had to go do a movie. So that's right. why they're in this. They had to maintain their medical benefits. Yep. Everybody that's in this movie, is it's like, it's like, okay, so how did they get you? Oh, yeah, yeah. What you just said is probably everybody's motivation. Desperation, <laughs> got it. Desperation, exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, they're all fine. They're, they're hammy as fuck, and they're going, on, they're going full force in this. And then he gets the hair. It ends up being, he asks for a lot of hair. He wants to, like, impress, he wants to be Fabio. And then he, the next yeah. day, 
he un- unwraps it, it and he has it's a, growing six inches every but, hour or yeah something. So, he gets the hair immediately bangs easton again and then he's he has a tickle in his throat and he kind of sets it up and then she's like all right i'll leave yeah and then he's kind of sick for the rest of it he wakes up one morning as a fucking werewolf a fallen werewolf like hair yeah. like coming out of here he looks like teen wolf yeah yeah and then he goes to the that's doctor. That's where it starts to fall apart. When he's got that really bad Teen Wolf makeup on, that's where it starts to fall apart for me. This <laughs> is where the episode could have been better and could have been stretched out more. Is He yeah. goes to the doctor, and the doctor's immediately like, oh, we're fucking aliens, dude. We're in your brain. It's yummy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this could have been stretched out and been more satisfying. Well, I like the part where he cuts like, his arm open, the little yeah. focus got on his arm. It's so bad looking. It's just so terrible. The CG is just atrocious. It is so bad, but... That's really the end is because we know yeah. how it ends, but Dick was that's, mentioning. That's why I kind of cut to the chase because outside of him trying on hair things and then getting to that, <laughs> there it is right there. Dick, you mentioned the stare he has and you're oh, right. That's great. Well, it's, that, that's, it's our, just, uh, that's our I, chiller stare right there. That's and so here's, good. Here's what I love about this shot here is because we already know he jumps out the window in front of a train. And you can see in that stare right there, he's about to. And that's going through yeah. a curtain, blinds, and a window. And he still hits a he train. He's done. Yeah. Because John, John Carpenter is holding up a body, a, a bag of liquid. This is a human body. <laughs> he was dragged by a train for 600 feet or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what Stacey Keach is can, about to do. Can you play some of the John Carpenter jokes? Just like 20 seconds of that, just to give people an idea of how fun John Carpenter is uh, when he wants to be himself. Puns, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Maybe the, the last it's, segment. It's the creep. It's it's the crypt keeper, but without like the really bad puns and all that <laughs> shit. You know yeah. what the hell is Tom Arnold doing in this movie? Was John Landis busy? Because I feel like John Landis and Tom Arnold's uh, Toby Hooper should have been in that that part. Um, here well, actually, comes. I think it was supposed to be Clive Barker. That's why. <laughs> It seems to me maybe I'm going a little thin on top of myself. <laughs> I think we have time for one more body. Does anyone have anything to share? Bunch of stiffs. No volunteers? What a bunch of stiffs. See, that's a Kirk Keeper joke, but the way he does it works. Yeah, he gets it. He fucking gets it, yeah. He, oh my God, he's the best part of the movie, but... Um, yep. He introduces the third segment. At one point, he drinks a martini, which is uh, formaldehyde, formaldehyde with an eyeball in it. And he drops it into yeah. the thing. And then uh, he talks about the eye. Oh. And then we cut to the well, eye. He said, he said he had a joke, though, with I can't remember what it was. He goes, oh, it's something like um, dead weight. or No, it wasn't dead weight. It was, uh, that, was the sh- that was the night guy episode we just yeah. watched. There's come. something. He has too, a, too many shows, damn it. Too many shows. He says something right when he drops the eye. It's a pretty funny quip, though. Let's find Just out. Here he comes. A little tense. He made someone a little past tense. <laughs> there you go. You look a little tense. This made him a little past tense. <laughs> At this point, so Mark Hamill, they introduce, is a baseball player. He hits a home run. He's like a minor league team. They're he's talking a minor about league his... team. The Giants are looking at him. Yeah. He says, I heard he's that He's got before. a baseball player accent. At this time, I've, though. I've never seen a baseball player with that accent, but yeah. He is 42 years old. Wow. He's a 42-year-old about to hit the majors finally. Like, <sighs> you can, but 
how long is your career going to be? Well, it's called, uh, he was part of the Moneyball experiment. Is that what it was? He went, oh, to the, yeah. he, went to the, he went to the A's and... He went to the A's and he won 20 in a row with Philip Seymour Hoffman as his coach. And Brad Pitt was this, like... This right. is what the movie The Rookie was based on. Oh, gosh. One of my favorite movies, by the way, is Moneyball. That's a great movie. I have great. never yeah. seen it and I will not. Moneyball is good. I my refuse. favorite movie with Jonah Hill, though, is Wolf of Wall Street. He's oh, definitely. Yeah. No, but Moneyball Wonderful. is... Moneyball is a solid movie. It's great. I'm Brad sure it is. It's great. But that idea, that man, the real life man, has ruined baseball. I fucking yeah, hate it. Yeah, I understand that, but I it's a, in the movie they talk about it. It, it, it it's good. It's his good. his launch angle and like, oh fuck you. Play the fucking game, you douchebags. You won one World Series and then you're like, this is the way and like you haven't won ever since. How the fuck are you that great? Fuck you. No, they won in 89. That was it. They yeah, won that's the one time they won. Yeah. And they've never... Oh, fuck. And they beat the White Sox last year, so fuck the A's. <laughs> fuck the A's. Anyway. This um, just turned into a baseball um, podcast. I will not watch Moneyball because of several reasons, but... Let's talk about fine. Mark Hamill naked. Yes. Okay. Let's show that scene. He loves his wife too much, the guy says. Twiggy. Um, he gets. He leaves the the game there. He, he's uh, too fixated on. And I have a personal story here. If you if you guys will indulge me, he's too fixated on getting a cassette out of his little thing. Yes, he and he's is. like doing this thing where he's driving a car. Do you want to listen to John Denver? Or do you want to listen to John Denver's greatest hit? Yeah, he's in the rain. This he, show really shows its age when he's trying to fish a tape out while driving in the dark in the <sighs> fucking rain on a curve. And then he I sees a deer it. and crashes. And this reminds me of when I was 16. Just, you know, just recently a driver. I was driving. My car radio was out. My stereo, it was broken. But it would play a cassette for some reason. So I had my CD player, like a portable CD player, you know, that you'd have. You put the tape in the tape player? The tape in the tape player. But yeah. the speakers were broken, like I said. So I had it hooked wow. up to two of my parents' Uh, record player speakers. I, I fixed the wires and, and hooked it into the input for the uh, the headset, so it would play over them. But one of the speakers, when I hit up. I was going to school in the morning. I was, you know, sophomore year, and I hit the brakes and the speaker fell over. And I was like, "All right, well, it fell over. And I'll go grab it now." And I look up and there's a truck, and I and I and I bang the back of the truck. So I I understand. Where he's coming but from in this. Did you lose your eye? I didn't, but I had uh, one of my friend's mom get out and start yelling at me because I oh. banged in the back of her car. Did you even see me? I'm like, you think I saw you and hit you, bitch? Fuck you. No, I'm my tapes, <laughs> my tapes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so I understand. This is exactly what happened. So I was like, why is he so dumb? Oh, I was that dumb. But I was 16. He's 44, 43. No. I I I, uh, I think part of the reason why I refuse to keep my tape I used to have a bunch of tapes too and I think the reason why I refuse to keep them is uh, when I was in the Navy I went back to I went on leave and I didn't have my truck my pickup truck was still in Illinois and I went on leave and I was going to take my pickup truck drive it back to where I was stationed in Gulfport Mississippi and while I was on my way back it was January I hit some black ice Adam I hit a fucking guardrail spun around three times. Okay, and all I remember is seeing tapes flying in the fucking cab of my truck everywhere. It's like, you know how they say things <clears throat> happen in slow motion yeah, when you does. fucking uh, get in an accident? It's true. 
Uh, yeah, I'll never buy another tape again. <laughs> Adam. I've never seen raining tapes everywhere. I didn't realize you were stationed in Gulfport, Mississippi, because that's where I lived when I said I was fixing up houses after Katrina. Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah. And, well, and, and Long Beach. When, were, the, 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 when I was in Gulfport, it was way before uh, Katrina. Yeah. but so. so I only saw horrible desolation. That's all I saw it there. It's a miserable fucking state. Is, I'm sorry if you live in... Uh, listeners, if you're from Gulfport, all I can say is get the fuck out. Get the fuck out any fucking way you can. I was there, there no five months. There get the fuck yeah. out. There is no... It's about how long I was there. There is no life there at all. I was in Nothing. Gulfport and Long Beach, Death. Mississippi, and they're both the fucking worst. I saw Randy Travis play there, and I was like, why the fuck... There's 25 people here. Why are you here, Randy? We used for funsies. We used to go to either Biloxi or yeah. just New Orleans. We just fucking drive to New Orleans. Well, you can go to New Orleans to the to the west or Biloxi to the yeah. east. But you, also, you could also go to Pensacola, Florida, if you wanted to. That's a fun time too. I don't. I never, I never <clears> went to <throat> Pensacola. We knew some people that did go there and surf, but surfing yeah. wasn't really my thing. But I would definitely go to. I went and saw a ministry in fucking uh, uh, New Orleans. Uh, so. My mom is asking me like really serious questions right now, so I'm trying to focus. But huh. all right, um, <clears throat> so we got mom, a bunch I'm of busy stuff. Talking about Mark Hamill's asshole. Yeah, yeah, his big hairy ass. Damn right. No, there's no hair on there. I didn't see a single oh, no, hair. No, it's like a 12 year old boy. Yeah, it's great. waxed. He got a Brazilian before the shoot. He was all excited. He goes, "Finally, I can show the world this Luke Skywalker." Ball I mean, sack. I saw the ass and I saw the hole in the ass too, and that was more Mark Hamill than I ever wanted to see. It, 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 the shot kind of held a lot longer than it needed to, and I think it's probably because John Carpenter's like, I got Mark Hamill's ass on TV. I, I, I'm never going to have this opportunity again. Enjoy it, everybody, because I'm John Carpenter. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, so, there's yeah. three directors on this. Uh, Toby well, Hooper. Carpenter did two of them. And did, there's another did Toby one. Hooper do the baseball one, or did he, he must have done the? the he must have did the baseball. To- Toby one. Hooper did I. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. He okay. crashes his car. Uh, Doctor Roger Corman comes in and is like, has the That's worst, right. the worst bedside manner. He's like, I'm afraid you've lost your eye. Your right eye. Another guy dumb. who I love. Yeah. Who's still alive? He's like 93, 94. How the fuck? He's a fucking. He's an absolute gem. He's done so many wonderful things for the movie industry. It's not even fucking funny. Yeah, it's he's great in that. He's only in a couple minutes there. He sets it up, and then the other doctor, the other eye doctor, takes over. He's like, "We found this experimental thing, and it works." His walk-ons are usually generally good. Yeah, Yeah. it's a it's a body it's an eyeball from a corpse. Obviously, we're gonna put it in you. We'll get you a contact. It'll match your eye color. And, and then they gloss over the surgery, and then it's just afterwards, and he's like, what can I do? And he's like, nothing strenuous. And then Mark Hamill's immediately gets home and is like, I want to fuck you. Eye surgery makes me horny. And she's like, I think we should wait. I just told you I have a baby on the way. Can we wait? And he's like, no, I want to get in your holes. All three of them, yeah. in weird order. Uh, fuck that baby right in its forehead. Boom! Yeah. Uh... So he gets an eye surgery. He has a weird eye. It's like all red. And then immediately he, she's in the hospital touching him, and he's, he touches her hair, and he's like, ugh, ugh, gets the flashes and like sees a dead body and shit. And that's really the rest of the episode, right? <clears throat> Tim's hearing weird shit. Like he sees after the sex thing, he he goes to sleep and wakes up, and the next morning he looks out into the yard and in the garden, and there's like a you know dirt. And a shovel, and he sees a dead body come out with big old titties, and like, ah! and he's like, "No, 
big titties. And I'd be like, yeah, come on. What do you got, big titties? I don't care if you're a corpse. Dick is falling asleep. Yep. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> His yawns are making me yawn. God damn it, Dick. Stop doing that shit. It's contagious. Well, that ends up being that he uh, imagined the dead bodies. And then we get our unnecessarily aggressive sex scene with Mark Hamill asshole. Oh, yeah. His Brazilian ass. No, no naked Twiggy, just naked Mark Hamill for some yeah, reason. Yes. Uh, kind of strange. Oh, well, I, I went strange and, choice. I went and looked up. I'm like, what is that sex scene? And I found, and it's like he's wearing the, the cock sock, and she has the underwear on, the nude underwear. So there's no actual nudity yeah. except his ass. Yeah. But I'm like, that is so aggressive the way they show it. And why show and it then? Biter. He's biting her shoulder. It's, it, it's weird because you you know, you're you guys are kinda close to my age a little bit. I mean I'm older than you, but we're still kind of almost in the same generation. So <clears throat> you grew up with Mark Hamill in the Star Wars stuff. You you just, you don't think of him that way. So when you see him doing a scene like that, it's jarring. It's like walking in on your parents or something. It's I think that's weird. why he did it. I think so too. To be I like, I want to have that on his fucking resume. Like, well, I, I mean, did a nude scene with Twiggy. It was ten years after the last Star Wars movie, and he's like, I need right? work. I don't think, like, if this was 1985, I think it would be him trying he, to. He's dis- probably still sitting there himself. thinking, well, maybe they'll, they'll they'll turn those Timothy Zahn novels into a Star Wars movie, and I'll get work again. Yeah, well, that never fucking happened. No, I love Mark Hamill outside of Star Wars too. So, I mean, he's he's one of he's my favorite Joker. His voice for Joker is great. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's great he, in the. He invented uh, himself as a voice actor. Yeah. The the first what's it called? Um, gen- no, not gentleman. The movie that reminds me of that. What's the fuck is that called, Dick? This is up right up your alley. The the Colin Firth spy movies with. Oh, oh, the King, Kingsman. 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 He's great in that first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the, the doctor. Hello. Immediately Hello. gets his head blown up. Blows up. Yeah. Great. And uh, when he shows up, I'm always on board. And yeah. so watching his asshole shake over Twiggy. A whole new level of love for Mark Hamill. Was a bit bit jarring, I'll be honest. I, I was like, oh, this is going on for a while. Oh, my God. They're showing his. Okay. It's. It's weird that I'm saying this because I'm a big, firm believer in gratuitous nudity. It's a little and too gratuitous even for me. You know, I'm not. I'm a <laughs> it's... big fan of butt nudity, and this one sells it. All my favorite <laughs> movies, I, I realize, have male nudity in it, like Shawshank and and Tai Chi. A ton of movies. William Sadler, William Sadler doing his naked Tai Chi. And God damn right. But I, I know it's a lot of my favorite movies. Probably got the collector's edition of Brokeback Mountain up there somewhere. I've never seen that, but I'm totally on board. But, uh, but I noticed a lot of my favorite movies. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of male nudity in these movies, like American Psycho, and, and I'm like, yeah. so Make this sure one. Make sure you uh, get around to watching The Man Who Fell to Earth. You'll really love that one. Oh yeah, I hear, yeah, I hear some stories about that as well. David Bowie's cock yeah. in every scene. David Bowie's cock and. Rip, Rip Torn, Torn. as well. I would love yeah. to see that. I've seen Rip Torn's ass so many times now. You want to see my cock? Yeah. Fuck you know me, fuck me, 70s, boy. Like in the seventies, they would put nudity in movies, even when it really didn't do anything for the fucking movie. Oh yeah. That particular movie, if there's somebody in the movie, they will be naked at some point. Anybody, like absolutely anybody in that fucking movie. Man who fell to earth. Candace Clark. David Bowie. Naked as the day they were born. I would like to see Candy Clark naked. 
Candace Candace Bergman. Is it Candace Bergman oh, or Candace Park? No, C- Candy Clark. Can- no. Candace Clark. Tell me Mur- when it's Candy Clark. Yeah. Tell me when it's Murphy Brown, and I'll be on board. Yeah, from nineteen seventy-five. Candace Clark from American Graffiti. No, Candace She's Bergman. built like a brick shit house. She's good. <laughs> Great. She's pretty good. She's not as good as Mark Hamill's asshole, but she's close. <laughs> oh, great. She's close. So the the pros and cons, guys, of oh, having well, seen Mark Hamill's taint. What are they? What are what are the pros? Pros. I feel like I could meet the guy in person, and and it's like it's a UCB sketch on the show, the Ass Pennies one, where he talks about uh, Ian Walsh talks about, or even uh, Ian Roberts has a, has a conversation on a golf course with Matt Walsh, and he goes, he's like, "How are you so confident?" He's like, "Ass Pennies." He's like. Every day I stick three dollars worth of pennies at my ass and I hand them yeah. out. So I know if I met someone on the on the golf course or business meeting, you've handled my ass pennies. That's how I feel about this. I can meet Mark Hamill and go, I've seen your taint, you've not seen mine. Hello, sir. How are you? And just follow around with your taint hanging out. Yes. Hello. Let me ask you a few questions. UCB is the most underrated sketch show ever. It's my favorite. It's a good one. I love sketch comedy so much. I fucking I eat that shit up. It's great. What about you, Dick? What's the what's the pros of having seen Mark Hamill's taint? Oh, I'll never watch um, uh, Return of the Jedi the same again. <laughs> I love the fact that he's... he's by, I just like the fact that he's calling Twiggy a whore. Oh, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's, he's over Peely Corner. You fucking whore. whore. I'll kill you whore. Because... I'm digging your grave, you fucking whore. After Nothing the, more fun than watching your child hero turn into the drunk, crazy uncle. That yes. He had to go home because he had too much to drink. <laughs> What's your upside, Dick, or Adam, before we move on to the next scene? My upside is I can check that off the bucket list. Yep, saw Mark Hamill's taint. But... The upside is also not nearly as offensive as his performance in The Last Jedi. So his he he yeah. bites her in the shoulder. It's she freaks bad, out. Bad script. He he bites bad her bad and he script. tells her tells her to leave him alone. The next morning she wakes up on the couch. She goes up the stairs because she hears mumbling. We see him mumbling into the Bible like Jebediah. He's like, "Leave me alone!" I said, "You're a whore." And he takes her out to the I garden. I think that's why he got this part. When you want somebody to have a complete fucking mental breakdown, Mark Hamill is your guy. He's really yeah. good at playing a nutball. Like, really Yes. Because he calms back down. He goes to the doctor. And he's calm for all of four seconds into that conversation. Yeah. He's like, hey, doctor. Hey, what the fuck happened to my eye? And his doctor's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, what's with this eye? Where did you get it from? He's like, John Randall. He was executed in the gas chamber. And I'm like, is that the best eye to give to somebody? Well, it became available that night. So I say execute him yeah. quickly. I, yeah, I would think the the eye full of toxins though would not be the eye to throw in the, uh, a body. He uh, probably uh, donated it to pay for the funeral or pay for somebody. The, the state will pay for that the, shit. You're on death row. Yeah. yeah, I would think they want to be the guy who died in the automobile, the, the the bike wreck. Someone, some eyeball that's not tainted by chemicals. But donated the eye to, to pay his mother's insurance bill or something. Yeah. But yeah. instead, he gets the eye of an executed killer who kills women and has sex with their dead bodies. Therefore, he goes back to his house and immediately tries to attack his wife, ties her hair around the table leg, which was fucking hilarious. That was, hilarious. That that was really spe- fucking weird. He spends like four days digging a hole 
that's obviously a grave in the backyard, <laughs> and she does nothing about it. Well, she goes like, "What are you doing? When you see somebody digging that much, and you don't see any saplings sitting around. He's not planting anything. He's digging a fucking grave." I know. He even tells her at the end, "I'm digging your fucking grave, boar." I notice you built, you, you dug a six by two foot hole in the ground by six foot deep. <laughs> What's that about? And he's like. When you oh, see hey. somebody digging a hole that big and there's no sapling sitting around and no mulch and no pot soil, something is wrong. Okay, it's, it's okay to ask questions at that point. He reminded me of a much better movie, which is uh, Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, like Written that. by Richard Matheson. We'll, we'll discuss that in the yeah. Twilight Zone at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah. But he reminded me of that where he just goes insane and starts digging into his uh, basement and shit. <laughs> looking for a grave so, for some reason. He, Here's my problem with this, Phoenix, is uh, I, I like the story. It's okay. It's, it's kind of like maybe a, I don't want to say Twilight Zone. It's not nearly good enough for Twilight Zone. It would be more no. like maybe a, a Tales from the Crypt. It's Creep Show or okay. Tales from the Crypt. It's Creep Show or Tales from the Crypt. But it's yeah. an okay story. I, yeah. I can go with it. It's great. Right? It, it's there's, fine. there's no sense at all to be seeing things through an eye, like you just fuse to a fucking brain. But I'm okay <clears> to go with that. Okay? I, it's fine. Uh, the problem I have is I love crazy Mark Hamill. Uh, regular baseball player Mark Hamill, not so much. I feel like this part was written for Steve Railsback, but they got Mark Hamill in because more people know who he is than they know who Steve Railsback is. And nobody wants to see sense? Steve Railsback's ass. Well, we saw enough of that in Life Force. Life Force, right? Because <laughs> he's also good at playing a crazy person. Uh, it's it's so, Mark uh, Hamill's time to show his ass. It, it's Mark Hamill doing his impression of Steve Railsback. But, uh, you know, Mark Hamill can totally embody the crazy part. But when it comes time him just playing a normal baseball player, I didn't buy it. So when stuff happened to him, I didn't really feel all that sorry for him. And no. having to suffer through looking at his bare butt didn't help anything either so you know. but i don't blame mark so, hamill for that i blame toby hooper no but it it, it just it, it yeah I, I totally blame toby hooper because not everything he made was gold i like a lot of toby hooper movies but this i one here he was kind of phoning it in i do not like tony toby hooper movies oh you know i do, i He's want to one and a half good ones he made life force right yeah, he made Life Force. I've yet to Texas see Life Chainsaw Force. Massacre. I don't he like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He directed Poltergeist. Okay, Poltergeist yeah. is good. Um, well, Poltergeist is about forty. He also did 60. Vader's from Mars. Yeah, yeah Vader's from Mars yeah. is fun. Yeah, he, he's I fun. I forty percent of Poltergeist. I yeah, Steven Spielberg showed up and did a Absolutely. lot of that. He did most Absolutely. of that. It is clearly yeah. Spielberg for most of that. But I Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, is so fucking overrated. I don't really? understand that well, movie. I, I like it. Yeah, I like that one. I I yeah. want to like it, but I just can't get on board. I find it way too boring and like just I uh, leave. actually didn't didn't see that movie until about I want to say maybe three or four years ago. I really watched it because I could never get my hands on a copy of it. It was always Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, three, four, or five. the Next Generation with find... Zellweger and yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, one of the fucking bullshit sequels. <laughs> I said I just want to sit through the original. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and see what all the hype is about. And I watched it, and I was found it genuinely unnerving. And I think part of it is because you and I have both been in the Deep South, down in Mississippi. We were just talking about it. We've seen some people that fit those criteria, okay? Yes. At some point. You've run into people where you're pretty sure that they're bumping cousins. You know I mean? I, something. You know, but there's some inbreeding going on somewhere. I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna. We're not here to discuss that movie, but 
If, no, if, but it's one of those movies where if people like it, it's the same thing I had with Taxi Driver. I finally watched that and I go, eh. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Taxi Driver, like, yeah. It's, it's, one of those, it's Scorsese's uh, 14th best movie. And people talk yeah. about it like it's the greatest fucking. And I get at the time, it was probably like, holy shit, what is this? But it's really it's punk rock. It's a performance movie. It's, it's not so much the script. Lock State's more the script. It's Paul Schrader. It, Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver, so it's Paul Schrader's angry the, white man syndrome thing. The problem is, I and watched it, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, Albert Brooks is right. Listen to him. He's like, yeah. that guy's a fucking weirdo. Don't go out with him. Yeah. And she doesn't acknowledge any of that. And I'm like, no, no, listen to Albert Brooks. He's right. This guy's a fucking mohawk driving a cab, and you're going to go with the that, I, porno I think with him? I think this story would have done, been better <clears throat> had it been directed by somebody else, and it had some better actors. I hate to say it. Uh, Twiggy and Mark Hamill are sleepwalking through this, and I, it, it kind of drags it down a bit for me. Because, like I said, I like the script. I like the concept. I just didn't like the execution of it. It's interesting. I, I find, personally, this is, is my preference. I find Mark Hamill great in this. Except for the fact they make him a baseball player. But once that's out of the way, you forget it because you're obsessed you're, his eyeball. Right. And he, he ties yeah, his he, hair. He's a her baseball hair. player for about 10. He's not it a doesn't baseball even matter. player long enough to even acknowledge him as a baseball player. Yes. Uh, once he gets right. the eye, he's, he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Once yeah. I got past that, now, I was fine. There's a fucking movie I would pay to see. I would pay to see Mark Hamill do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That would yeah. be wonderful. But I... I after that I was fine. Like I was like, oh Mark Hamill, why are you doing this? And then because I was like, you're too old. I I didn't know how old he was, hey, but Jack. I'm like, you look too old for this, sir. And then yeah. he's fine after that for me. And I was like, all right, he's fine. And then he he's he's going back and forth, and he ties her hair around the leg ta- table leg, and he goes to kill. Excuse me, he goes to kill her. She talks him out of it with the, with the typical speech of, I'm your wife. We have a kid in the way, and he stabs himself in the eye. That's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. and I was like. It works, and I, I liked it a lot more after the baseball shit. So that's how I saw it. But Adam, you yeah. had a problem with Mark Hamill. Dick, you have a problem with Mark Hamill. I don't have any problem with Dicky Mark Hamill. Okay. <laughs> what about his taint? <laughs> was it was it taint delicious? Would you lick it? Oh well, shit! It was, was it bootylicious. Canis. Quite bootylicious. It was just like that song, uh, WAP. Did it look like he spent some time in a tanner before he did that scene? Like he knew his butt was going to be hanging out. So Wet ass pussy. In the I say, wah. Wet ass asshole. Wet ass ass. <laughs> it is so Wet close to literally seeing his asshole. But then the, the best part, though, is after that's all done, John Carpenter has one more segment. Back to the morgue. And that's that's probably one of the better parts is the, the closeout. Okay. Know? Yes. This is why I was excited. This is why I wanted to mention this is a four segment. Because we get the ending of this. It has a it has a beginning, middle, and end. You're right. Yeah. The end I guess I was thinking of it in terms of the yeah. individual body bags as being stories. Yeah. yeah Sometimes stories had stories. just have it like that. It, it reminds me of a, a Tales from the Dark Side. Or Tales from the Tales from the Hood. It has the stories, but also the way they're telling the story, the base is its story within itself. And this is this this you know, this is before that, but it also has the same thing where that is its own little mini story where it's revealed that John Carpenter is like, that's the last story. And he sets down some stuff and he's like, oh, shit. And he hears the people coming. He's like, got to get ready. Oh, and he takes off the little uh, more top and then gets into a body bag and he, he, has, a, he, he has a toe tag. <laughs> he's like, it's cold in here. And he, he has a 
huge wound right here. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in there. And then Tom Arnold and Toby Hooper come down. And Tom Arnold is reliving his days at the Hormel factory in Iowa. And, and he's like, let's get the saw out. And he saws him open. Yeah. And I love that John Carpenter the whole time is like looking at the camera like, He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's got that old fuck look on his face. He has such a comic relief after that heavy episode that is I, that when he's getting cut up and then Toby Hooper's like, I'm going to go get coffee. And he leaves and he's like, no. He's like, oh. He talks about, he's like, Tom Arnold pulls out his liver. He's like, what are you drinking, formaldehyde? Yeah. We already saw that. The longer they drag this part out, the funnier it gets. Like, this is the part where it's okay to keep stretching because it makes it funnier as the time progresses. You keep seeing the different facial expressions (laughs) on uh, John Carpenter. Well, see, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is the reason why I love John Carpenter so much as a director. It's not just his movies or his music. He's fun to listen to. His commentaries are genuinely entertaining. Like, he's got interesting shit to say, funny shit to say, uh, just, he's, his outlook towards things, it, it, it's, lines up with the way I look at things, too. He, yeah. He definitely has a very cavalier attitude towards he, the world in general. He has the punk rock attitude I have yes. toward Hollywood, which is, yeah. I want to do what I want to do, if you don't agree, fuck yourself, I'll do my own thing. That's how I've no, always no. felt. And he's got every right to do it because he started off an indie developer. It just blew up overnight, and Hollywood chewed him up and spat him out. And he's he's seasoned for it, and he doesn't give a fuck. You know I don't. I mean? he, he, yeah. yeah, he had some hits. You know, he, he had a revival in his career, like like to, kind of towards the end there. But you, know, you say they spit him out. I think he spit himself retired, out. Yeah. I think he went no no bye bye. And drifted away. I well, don't... I mean, the funny thing about him, though, is all the stuff that he had that were supposedly flops are now, like, people, like, they're cult classics. Like, how many cult classics is the guy directed now, you know? He's a good there director to look at. when it came out. You can look at John Carpenter and go, everything he made that was shitty made money. Everything yeah. he made that was good made no money and is a cult hit. It's a weird anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. Where it really exposes how Hollywood <laughs> yes, yeah. sees movies. It, it's fucking bizarre, but I did the second time I watched it this morning. I was watching, and this this will blow your minds, guys. And I'm serious. I went. I want to sit down with that guy, and if I could sit down with any director, living or dead, it wouldn't be Frankenheimer. It'd be Carpenter. Oh sure. Oh, that's weird hearing that from you. I know, <laughs> but I go. I I I would personally a- attach myself more to Carpenter's personality than Frankenheimer. He would just tell me like, you know, he's more of a serious guy. Carpenter is way more up my alley, like personally. Yeah, he's he's a funny fucking guy. He's yeah. really dry. And I, I, I one of the funny parts was was listening to him talk about uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And he's talking about how many times the studio execs watching that movie would look over at him and say, well, you know, Kurt Russell's character, he's not very good, is he? You know, and, and John Carpenter <clears throat> looking at Kurt Russell like, yeah, that was the fucking idea, guy. You know, it, it took you this long to figure that shit out. <laughs> I made some mistakes. <laughs> that shit just goes over everybody's head. Yeah. I made some mistakes tonight with uh, Chiller. Yeah. Right, he's it's way good, more. It's a good palate cleanser from Chiller, that's for sure. Holy shit! I'm so glad we did this because we can talk about something I initially enjoyed two thirds of. No. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I wanted to cut Chiller short so we could talk about this a little longer. Um, yeah. So if we had to rate the episodes, the four episodes in a you know, like 
least favorite to favorite. I would go, I'll start so you guys can think about it. Hair, least favorite. Oh, God. What are, uh, I, and then the morgue, and then gas station is my favorite. But, but Carpenter as the mortician dude, you know, mortician is so great, but it's, it's not enough of a story to really, you know, elevate it above gas station. Cause I think gas station is one of, it reminded me of, uh, someone's watching me. It reminded me of that style of directing where it's, he's more kind of like that. detached that and it's like yeah. that weird voyeurism camera he has in that movie. Where you're well, watching that's really this girl. What Halloween was when when Halloween yes. came out. That's what that was. That was that that you know voyeur, you know looking through the eyes camera. of the killer types. Of, yeah, voyeur for the camera shit. And that made it work. Halloween. We have not talked about Halloween ironically on this show, which is his most famous movie. And yeah. this episode reminded me a lot of it, but it was like him making fun of Halloween and the killer and Michael Myers in Halloween, where he just keeps getting up in the background. Sitting they have that, in that, that yeah. same same music sting, and he gets up in the background when he's knocked out, and he's like, Ooh, and he gets slowly. <laughs> he grabs a machete off the ground. I'm like, this is fucking Michael Myers. Like, and he slowly comes after her. Yeah, I, I I really did enjoy the Morgan gas stations. I had some problems with, but and hair is unwatchable as far as I'm concerned. It's except a shame for that they Keech. use that for the pilot. I think that's what brings it down a notch. But don't you just wonder though? And I remember the first time I watched this, like, what if this would have taken off and would have been a regular thing? Ooh, yes. Like how, how long would that have gone? How long? Would Probably that three left? seasons. And and it, how much wonderful That's John fine. Carpenter dialogue will we have had? It would have put Creepshow out of business. With an anthology series, three seasons is a fucking blessing. Keep in mind, well, Jordan yeah, age, Jordan yeah. Peele, twenty nineteen Twilight Zone could not even get a third season. So that, that's you guys huge. have both seen what two episodes of the new Creepshow? One. One. You've only seen one. Just the one each we watched. Season is is a set of two yes. stories. <clears throat> each each episode is two stories. So and each our season is like our next episode. Like I picked episodes. I picked our next episode. Do you want to hear what it is? Yeah, I already told you, but um, it is going to be uh, Creep Show two hundred five and Night of the Living Late Show. I already told you, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I which I have seen and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> uh, Justin Long, can't wait. Yep. Oh yeah. I like Justin Long. He he's good in the right thing, but he's often in he's a lot of bad things. Yeah, he's good in this. Yeah, he looked like it was fun. I only I was choosing a poster and I had to scroll through it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? He looks like he's having fun. So that's all I saw. But. It it, uh, it wound up being a season finale, and but it it's a good season finale. It's it's a good way to send it off. It's a whole episode. Yeah, it's not so. a, it's not a two part one. No, yeah, this one was a whole episode. They yeah. de- dedicated the whole episode to this one. So, so do you guys disagree with my ranking at all? No, I would say that's one no. of mine. Uh, it, did it? Do, are you giving this an overall score to? Or no, just I was. The, just, uh, we are going to rank. Episode. We are going to score it, but I just want to. Do you guys disagree at all with my rankings of the episodes of no. the of the segments? Okay. Uh, why would I disagree with your opinion? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm actually. I'm asking if you have a different opinion on the on the rankings of the. Oh, I, I would do I would do mine a little differently. I I, I like that's uh, what I was asking. Well, obviously, the the gas station was the best. Uh, the, the the creep uh, the body bag part setup was probably the second. Uh, the Mark Hamill one would be my third, and then the hair would obviously. That was the exact same so. order I gave. Oh, I just did backwards. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right, <laughs> uh, Dick, you agree? Okay, 
So yeah, we're, right, we're right. all in agreement. It's, it's like, same, yeah. I so would we're say, all on the same page. Then. Yeah, I would say it's yeah. fairly clear because their hair is obviously the worst. Although Stacy Keach is the best performance in the yeah. entire. Yeah. So there's there's at least still something to like about all of them. Well, it, you know? honestly, it's like oh fuck that. Yeah, no, none of it was chiller. Okay, so it shows you how good Stacy Keach is that he's. Yeah, his performance makes me want to rank it higher, but the episode is just so bad. But he's great. Like his, if I go performance, I'm going Stacy Keachin and I or and hair first, and then Stacy Keachin. Then a long hair. fucking list. <laughs> oh god. But anyway, um, yeah. Overall ratings. What do you give this movie, Adam? You chose it, so. Uh, seven out of ten. I would say this is probably second tier John Carpenter. This is like later in his career when things just kind of started to meander a little bit, and he was kind of just I think getting tired of it. it wasn't fun for him anymore, you know. I think acting the, was the last the last fun movie he made was was Vampires. You know, ninety eight though. We that liked. was after this. That was his last one, though, because I remember he said, if I don't enjoy doing this, I'm never doing anything ever again. And hey, he actually enjoyed doing his one, first so. movie after this was In the Mouth of Madness, and that's a fucking great movie. That's great. That's a great movie. That's a great, that's a great, great. movie. So th- this, this was a return to form from, from where he'd been. Uh, mm. He's having the time of his life, in it, and because of it, when he's happy, I'm happy. He's just kind of one of those guys that I like to listen to him go on about stuff, and when he's excited about something, he's even more fun to listen to. He's a very animated uh guy when he's excited to be talking about something and i liked watching him yuck it up <clears> as a as a, a you know anthology horror movie host yeah. you know yeah he's almost doing it in the, in the traditional sense of like of the the old monster uh, tv show hosts you know like, like yeah Boris Korloff came to mine or, or Boris Korloff or you know even a little bit of Joe Bob Briggs in there oh you know definitely I mean? like, did, yeah and we so. watched uh, Joe Bob Briggs in the stand yeah we had the what we had. He showed up in the stand. It was great. <laughs> it was great. John Bloom. Guess yeah. what his character name was, Adam? John. Guess what Joe Bob Briggs played in the stand? Joe Bob. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Joe Bob. <laughs> no, I, I was read the stand. I was yeah. hinting very clearly for you to say Joe Bob. But yeah, you're right. He played a character named Joe, Joe Bob. Bob. But I will completely agree with everything Adam just said. I won't add much. I also gave it a seven. I love. I love. Two thirds of this, four, three fourths of this, I should say. Hair is is weirdly the one I remember from childhood where I fucking hated it, and I still fucking hate it. But at least I, I and I, I love Stacey Keach then, and I love Stacey Keach now. So I love him but in it, but it's that's such the a fun drag. Thing about anthology, the fun thing about anthology movies though, it's kind of like going to see a band. Okay, like yeah. maybe you didn't like the opening act, but maybe the second act that came out after that was better. But you always got the the main act. There's always something to like. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? So and yeah. watching the Potluck. watching yeah watching the it's it's a what's what's it called the the restaurants like a, a buffet. It's a buffet of of, buffet, of, yeah. of different shows you can watch. But uh, John yeah. Carpenter was making fun of anthology movies. He goes, "I fucking hate them." That's what he said in the commentary, or not the commentary, but the <laughs> I watch. Like I said, I watched all all the behind the scenes stuff, and he goes. I fucking hated it. And it cuts to Sandy <laughs> King who goes, if someone handed in a script and they thought John would hate, hate it, they handed it to me. <laughs> so I told him to, to read this and he goes, oh, I can play this character. And she goes, yes, you can. And he goes, I'll do it. <laughs> That's why he chose this. And he goes, of we can, he goes, anthology TV is different. Anthology TV movies, I fucking hate. 
Yeah. So, but he chose to do this because he could play the the, the morgue guy. He is. He's yeah. doing like an old old school monster TV show host, which I'm sure he yeah. watched a lot of growing up. So and you his you could, so everything he does, you see hints of it. You know? His other interview was I was so uncomfortable doing this because I never acted. I don't act much, but they got me in makeup, and makeup made me not realize I'm not me, so I could just do whatever I wanted. So it loosened me up. <laughs> so, and that's how a lot of like. SNL people are they're, they're really if you realize yeah. those people are really shy for the most part but if they're in a wig and, and makeup they different but that's John Carpenter did that and he fucking slayed his scenes they're so funny yeah. like even his intro when he has a chainsaw and he goes and walks away just shrugs when I first saw that I'm oh like God. we get this John Carpenter I'm like <laughs> yes. oh alright I'm so crazy Carpenter I love I'm crazy I'm so Carpenter. glad they threw that the intro for no reason because he's like uh, and it dies and he's like and walks away I was like okay I know what we're watching and now and that's totally Car- Carpenter in <clears throat> character too he's, yes. he's, he's playing an exaggerated version of himself and you know that's, that's something I, I like shows and movies where people play exaggerated versions of themselves. Yes. You know, I want to sit down with... enthusiasm. You know, like oh, that yeah. kind of shit. You know? I want to sit down with Carpenter and just ask him a thousand questions. Frankenheimer, oh, yeah. if I sat down with I'd have four questions. And I'd be like, those are the answers. Thank you. Carpenter would make me think of different questions to ask him as the answers went on. So that's why I want to sit down with him instead of Frankie. You know how they always have, have those lunch. questions. It's like uh, you, they always ask you, "Oh, well, you know, who would you want to spend a day with?" And I'm like, yeah. "There's not enough time to spend <clears throat> just a day with Carpenter. I want to spend a weekend with Carpenter, where we just go out to the woods and go fishing, and just listen to him talk. Yeah, I won't even ask him specific questions. Just tell me fucking funny stories about making movies. That's all I want to hear is that for three days. It still wouldn't be enough." But it'd be better than just one day. So yeah. you, you want to ask him about the movies. I want to ask him about the Hollywood system and how he dealt with that throughout the ages. Yeah. And either way, we're both just getting the bureaucracy. Great. Listen to him talk about the bureaucracy. Exactly. Is, is his best shit. And, and that's why just, I say hates all his yeah. his punk rock attitude toward movies is yeah. what I'm what I love about the man. That's why I want to do the show. He might be older, but his attitude hasn't <clears throat> changed a bit. Yeah, I might not always love his movies, but I love the man. Like yeah. I'm fascinated by it, but Dick, what do you give the the movie out of ten? I'd be a seven. Okay. Uh, it's like yeah, like it's it's a second tier Carpenter for sure, yeah. but it's a lot of fun. But he elevates it, so it's just fun watching Carpenter have fun. Yes, I agree. And I would say that that's the takeaway. He doesn't do this in any other movie ever. So this is the one kind of gold star that you have for this movie is you get to see John Carpenter have fun, and that never happens. Anywhere well, else, really. If something like this was made now, it would just catch on fire. It would be on fire overnight. But when this came out, everybody was just not really into it, obviously. You know, because it, well, didn't, it didn't catch. I remember watching this on HBO as a kid, or Showtime, rather, I guess, because it's a Showtime movie. And I was like, what the fuck? I knew who John Carpenter was. Um, but I was like, what is this? And all I retained in my memory was the Stacey Keach part, and unfortunately... <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird because I, I was like before I he watched, only remembers the things that hurt him the most <laughs> but before I watched this again I rated a movie the movie a five because all I remembered from childhood was yeah, the if, hair if that was all you watched that would be a five you know? yeah but yeah I, I'm glad you picked this Adam I'm, I'm glad we finally got around to it 
Unfortunately, though, that does leave Dick in the situation of having to choose next time. I don't want to say next week because we're not doing it every week. But what is Elvis? Are you no. serious? No, I'm kidding. You know, we I got, know. Hey, hold on. You got to choose it sometime. I know. The fog. Um, the fog. Yeah. Hold on. Let me tell you what we have. Let me show you what we have, actually. Because I, I threw this on you the last second. I did want to know because I didn't want you to tell me. We have Captain Foyer, a short. Sultan Precy 13. Eyes of Laura Mars. Halloween. Elvis. The Fog. Halloween 2. Halloween 3. Starman. Black Moon Rising. El Diablo. Blood River. Memoirs of Invisible Man. Silent Predators, he wrote. Uh, Sultan Precy 13. The Remake. Fog Remake. Pro-Life, the Masters of Horror is the other one. We ch- you chose no, the last one. The no. Ward, the Thing remake, and Lockout remake of... Uh, the Thing and the Lockout are awful. Uh, I would do uh, Season of the Witch. Oh. But why Season of the Witch? Um, he produced it, and he, he also he shot it? some of the beginning. Okay. But you were sk- you're skipping Halloween 2 or Halloween 1? Oh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? That's a fun one, dude. Yeah, yeah that's a great choice. choice. That's Halloween a great pick. Three. You're going to skip the first yeah, two? Yeah. Okay. Because Halloween 3 doesn't tie into Halloween anyway. Halloween 2 is boring as fuck. Halloween hey. 3, Season of the Witch is fun. Hey, yeah. I'll give Dick credit for going off the beaten path. He's choosing one John Carpenter yeah. did not direct. Yeah. No. He just but produced it. It doesn't matter. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. And he was setting up as... Which is funny because he's, he's railing against anthology things in this movie, but he, he was setting this up as Halloween is an anthology movie series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he I've already uh, done Halloween 3 on B-Movie Battles, episode 3. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's something. Tom Atkins. I don't think I've ever... You get full-blown Tom Atkins in all of his Tom Atkins glory in this I movie. don't think I've seen Halloween 3... All the way through in one sitting. I don't. That's. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen it. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that one. I'm excited because I never. Really it's fucking seen nonsense, it. but it's so fun to watch. I'll just yeah. say in my in the B movie battle, if you watch, if you go to my YouTube page, Lord of Wonderland, and you watch the trailer that pops up if you're a new new viewer, it shows the the trailer for B movie battle, and one of the clips is from that, and he goes, he already banged the girl like three times, and then it cuts to Tom Atkins going, hey. How old are you? I was like, now you're fucking asking? <laughs> are you serious? It's like, it doesn't matter. A statutory <laughs> yeah. rape is already done. It's, it's like already been committed. You've already been in there three times. He it doesn't matter. He's an asshole in this movie. Oh, yeah. I still love it, though. I love and, uh, well, that made me more excited. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Ending is great. And then they Looney Tunes out of the... And you oh, will God. have that song stuck in your head forever. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, yeah. so great, Dick. You've you've not seen it all the way. I yeah, I oh, it is. I almost wish I could watch it with you. I did. It I is a watch fascinating it watch. But yeah, let's. Okay, so fuck it. We're going out of order yeah. in the Halloween movies. Yeah. Halloween that. three next next uh, in three weeks from now. Interesting. Okay, I didn't expect this. I oh, thought for God. sure you're gonna choose any way Halloween. We can do a, we can watch party that shit. Is there any way we can find the time to do that? We'll try. <laughs> so down. For I will that. record Just, it if we, we do. We'll watch it together. Yeah. It makes me realize maybe that so, next time. Maybe a t- nice commentary to upload. So yeah. Dick's gonna choose this. I'm gonna choose something else. Dick is frozen for real, by the way. And then yeah, Adam is clearly gonna choose the fog. Just to piss me off. 
You know what? I just for that I am going to pick the fog just to piss. I know you are. You already said it. Be the next one we watch. Yeah. So Adam's off the show in three weeks. Um, Yeah, it's been nice. It's been fun. (laughs) It's been real. It's been fun, but I don't know if it's been real fun. We got to get oh Green Day. We got to get through. Oh, you're blurry as fuck. There we go. That was weird. We got to get through a bunch of. Yeah, Dick is still frozen. (laughs) What's he doing there? What the fuck is happening? He's got a big old dick in his mouth. He's got a dick or a, a wad of tobacco he's about to spit out. There goes Dick. Bye-bye. Anyway, um, we're done anyway, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so next week we're not doing John Carpenter. We're doing John Frankenheimer. A double dipping of John Frankenheimer. Unfortunately, it's Island of Dr. Moreau. And then... Yes! Lost. Yes! Lost also... <laughs> Lost Soul, The Doom Journey of Richard Stanley. Oh, we do the documentary? Too perfect. That's perfect. That's a perfect setup. Well, I yeah, chose right. Lost Soul, and I go, we have to watch the movie before we do that. Yeah, so I just, I do. said, you we'll do. do both. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it, we'll do both. So keep in mind. They, we, they are, they do make a good double feature. Got to keep them separated, um, like Offspring it's, said. It's kind of like watching The Room and then watching uh, The Disaster Artist back to back. You almost have to. Yeah. Uh, same way with watching uh, Dolomite and watching Dolomite is my name back to back. Oh yeah, have you have to watch the movie and then understand it. But... Yep, you have to watch the movie to get the fucking jokes. Yep. Unfortunately, Adam, on six twenty three, so June twenty third, our sixth episode of John Frankenheimer review is Birdman of Alcatraz, another prison movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm so sorry. If you want to skip a, skip that week, I understand. But it's a really good movie. <laughs> you said that about uh, Andersonville. Which is I a good movie. I like that a lot more than I did. Well, yeah. I said if you want to skip the fucking podcast, go right ahead. And you didn't. So, okay. kind of we'll on you. See. We'll see. Yeah. If you we'll want see. to skip Birdman of Alcatraz, go right ahead. It's a good movie. I'll though. research it. It's Burt Lancaster. It. You can't go wrong. You're right. If it's Burt Lancaster, I can survive it. All right. Um, let's get out of here. So, Dick's gone. Um, Dick's internet died. So I'll be playing the part of Dick tonight. So let me just say, uh, if you're on the live stream, next time is John Frankenheimer, I just mentioned. The week after that is Nick Cage cast Willy's Wonderland. Oh, no. Oh, no. The week after that, we have John Carpenter uh, again, which is he just chose Halloween 3. The week after that, Birdman of Alcatraz. The week after that, Nick Cage cast again The Weatherman from 2005. Oh, no. You can also go to LAWCS.com, check out all the podcasts and videos. You can see our live episode uh, schedule that Adam came up with, uh, which is a genius fucking idea. Thank you so much for that. Helps so much. And you can see exactly what we're doing uh, week by week. Um, but other than that, yeah, YouTube.com slash Wonderland. Tuesdays, Tuesday nights. Twilight Zone, Wednesday Nights Anthology Series, or Carpenter, Frankenheimer, or Nick Cage movie, like I just said. 10 p.m. Eastern live shows. Adam? Uh, catch me at uh, RaiseLostFlix.com. I haven't really been uploading too much lately because i just got a lot going on in my life, but I will be resuming. Uh, at some point, we'll be doing some more Orville reviews, and yes. I will eventually be bringing back the, uh, the bad movie uh, watch and review at some point. Uh, usually when we have a birthday coming up and st- stuff like that, so we will be coming back. Otherwise, hit me up on Twitter, Raiders underscore OTLF. I have a birthday coming up. You do? In three we days. We have you as a guest on the show. That'll give us an excuse to do a bad movie watch and review. You'll, you'll pick the movie. It'll give me uh, an excuse to avoid my family. 
I changed it. Oh, I don't do a double feature anymore. I do any movie as long as you can devise a means and a way for us to all watch that movie without us having to pay for it. So that's all I, that's all I say because we, we're not made out of money. Well, so let's do one on, on Sunday. I don't know. We'll talk about it off, off broadcast. Yeah, well, and we off always broadcast. do those like on a, on a weekend. We can, we can always change the Yeah, day. we'll so, figure something out. Yeah. But let's get out of we're here, Adam. to Friday, yep. Oh, for Dick Dickett, uh, Lord of the Wonderland podcast, Lord of the Wonderland anthology <laughs> review, and Lord of the Wonderland twi- uh, Twilight Zone review. Adam. LordofTheWonderland.com. I wish, I wish, Adam. You know what I mean by that. I wish certain things. And let's move on. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Man Wilcox. And Dick Dickett's no longer here because his, his camera froze or something, or he had a dick in his mouth. We don't know which. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix, Mark Hamill's Bear Taint West. <laughs> yeah, Wilcox. That's all I can I'm think about. Wilcox again, just like I was last time. Yeah, this is when the alcohol starts kicking in. No, I know. I somewhere. wanted to say Mark Hamill's you're, Taint. You're on a fucking loop now. You're just on an endless I loop. wanted to say Mark Hamill's Taint, and I had to redo it. <laughs> that's what, that's, what that's, I want to know is, if you sat through that chiller episode one more time, would you be able to down a whole other bottle of that shit? I have, well, I drink this much during tonight, which is most of the bottle, and I have another, like, this is what I have from last night, so probably, I probably could. Ooh, you would hate yourself so much. The well, I hate myself time. already, and I'm fine, like, I don't, Yeah. I'm fine, and I don't want to deal with chiller again. No, thank no. you. No. Until night, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> So long, citizens. Bye, Dick. Apparently, you left. Shut up the fucking podcast. You're a ghost. <laughs>